Hi, and welcome to episode 133 of the Dinner Sisters podcast, where two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working in Rhode Island. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal and planning it now. It's meal planning month. You're right, Kate. September meal planning month, almost Mm. drawing to a close here, which is crazy. Where did the time go? I don't know. I'm Betsy Wallace. I live, work, and raise a family in Atlanta, Georgia. I love dinner time. I can always use help planning, definitely, and cooking Mm. for my family of five. Our goal with this podcast, we want to cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner. So here's how this works. Every week, we always have three recipes that we've cooked and reviewed from popular food blogs, anywhere I can find a recipe. But this week and this month, we've been cooking recipes from particular meal plans. So folks who've maybe put out a weekly meal plan to help you plan what you're going to make that week. And so we've been cooking from them and we're doing it again this week. We have all the recipes, links to the meal plan, any tips we come up with and the smorgasbord and a shopping list on our website dinnersisters.com. You can also get them sent directly to your inbox by subscribing to our newsletter if you'd like to preview the recipes before listening and maybe find out some other fun things. Okay, Kate, this week's recipes were toast eight ways, Filipino chicken adobo, and creamy zucchini fettuccine, all by Leanne Brown's book, Good and Cheap. Yes. So Betsy, welcome to our final episode that really has a meal plan in it. We do have a final wrap-up episode, but this is like the final cooking episode of Meal Planning Month. And this time it's about Leanne Brown's book, Good and Cheap. And we've talked about Leanne's book before in previous episodes, I think when we had Mary on, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it'd be fun to cook from her book, dig into it a little bit, and talk about meal planning strategies she has for those who are on a budget. And I think a lot of people right now are working with limited funds, whether that's due to COVID-related concerns or just like life in general. You know, we're all in a budget. And meal planning is a fantastic way to keep costs down. Kate, I thought, so this is a PDF book. We'll say that Mm -hmm. outright. So it's, you go to her website and we'll put the link, but you can also just Google good and cheap Leanne Brown and it'll come up. You download the PDF. It is like free and available to everyone. And they've also printed copies and distributed them. It's a really cool story on the website. So I went and downloaded the PDF. It is really beautiful. It's a really well put together book with beautiful photographs. And it's not just a list of recipes, which is, was just so nice. It looks like everything I'd like to try with the added bonus of it being easy on the budget. And she specifically says all of the recipes are made to fit within the SNAP budget. So that is $4 a day per person in your household. Yeah. I think um, if you read into it a bit more, it was an MFA, an M, uh, not an MFA, um, a master's project for her and it ended up kind of blowing up. And so it really is meant to be a resource for folks, no matter what your budget is, but really to fit in within um, if you're getting SNAP aid. And I agree. It's gorgeous. It's really well photographed. So the first one we'll we'll dig into is a fun one, which is Toast Eight Ways. And Betsy, you actually chose this group of recipes. I was like, oh, that's a great idea. (laughs) I think we're running short on time and thought, yes, we all like toast. And that will take that will be easy on the budget Mm -hmm. and just like getting it together. (laughs) So the basic thought of this is to toast a slice of bread in a pan with butter you know, just kind of making it a little more special than your usual usual toast. And you just like melt butter in a pan, add your bread, let it toast on that side, 
add a little more butter, flip it and toast it so that it's brown and crunchy and season it with salt and pepper and then add toppings. So she's got eight choices, hence toast eight ways. I made the lemony peas. Well, because that's what I had in the house made from our Cookie and Kate Patreon cook-along. And to make that, you just add a bit of olive oil to a pan on medium heat, add some garlic and a couple cups of peas, along with two tablespoons of water so the peas can steam a bit. And then you just leave it until they turn bright green. Sprinkle with lemon juice, Parmesan, salt and pepper, and then kind of like take them off the heat and you mash them a little bit with a fork, either in the pan or in a bowl. It's like really simple. Like you can do this however you want. And pile it on your toast. For me, it was just this light, filling dinner. I was actually really surprised how much I like this. I was like, oh, (laughs) it's a classic dish. Like it's very like British dish to eat. This would be like a delicious brunch. I love this one. So Betsy, what did you actually end up making? So I made the roasted vegetable toast, which is basically using any roasted veg and then topping it with kind of a grated parm again. Mm. And so I had a delicata squash from my Misfits Market, and I just had one squash, which is not really a lot for my family of five, right? Sometimes we get with this Misfits Market, just an odd one-off kind of thing. So I used this squash, roasted it up in the oven, put it on the toast, this like buttery salt and pepper toast with the squash with a little parm on there. Everything was still kind of hot, so it melted together. Mm. I mean... It was really great. And it reminded me also, Kate, that most of our really good cookbook author, like home cook cookbook authors, have a toast for dinner recipe in there. Some sort of That's right. Some sort of take on this. And mm-hmm. I got a long time ago this Deborah Madison's um Simple Suppers. I don't, I don't remember exactly what it's called, but she has a lot of toast just kind of veg on toast for dinner with mm. a nice glass of wine. And it does always taste like hits the spot, is yeah. filling, is budget friendly. It's just a nice way to have dinner. So I was happy to see this in here. Yeah, you're totally right. You know what I also thought is that Alexandra Cooks in Bread Toast Crumb, she's got that vinaigrette toast with the yes. egg. Mm. so good right so it's such a simple technique and i thought like browning it in the pan with a little butter also kind of reminds me of when we go camping with dad you know Mm -hmm. to like grill the bread yes Yes. kind of thing extra tasty probably the butter (laughs) does not (laughs) does not it's not a bad idea um this is a five out of five for me i i want to try that roasted veg sounds really good betsy how about for you Yeah, it's a five out of five for me, too. And I liked that she had eight different ideas. And there were things that I just wouldn't have um, thought of before. So I liked that. Mm -hmm. Okay, next up, we have Filipino chicken adobo. A little bit more work, but equally as good. Kate, tell us about this. Yeah, I love chicken adobo. It's so good. It's a a Filipino dish um, that is tender chicken cooked in a tangy sauce that's like vinegar-based, balanced out with soy sauce and garlic. So it's super delicious. To make Leanne's version, you stir together the vinegar, soy sauce, garlic, pepper, and bay leaves. And you just put the, I put it in a a gallon Ziploc bag. She says you can put it in a bowl, but whatever. And you just marinate it for at least two hours or overnight. You pull the chicken out of the marinade and you want to pat each piece dry 
because the next step you're going to do is um, browning the chicken in the pan over medium heat and some oil. If it's wet, it's going to spatter all over the place. So you just brown it in batches. And then, oh, these are chicken thighs, which I don't think I mentioned. So um, you brown the chicken thighs in batches. And then when it's all browned, you put it back in the pot along with the marinade, some water, potatoes, and carrots. And you turn the heat up until the liquid comes to a boil. Then you reduce and sim- reduce the heat and simmer for 45 minutes. You know, until the chicken's done and the veggies are cooked through, you take out the bay leaves. And then in a small bowl, um, you mix together some cornstarch with water and then add that to the sauce so that it thickens up. And um, serve this over white rice. How did the how did the family like it, Betsy? We liked this. And I'll say I made it in the afternoon and I thought, or just kind of before it's generally like late, started mm-hmm. the marriage at like three or four o'clock. And then decided to just have leftovers because I didn't want to cook anyways. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to let this just go (laughs) for the I'm going to really marinate this. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, guys. Um, We're not having this. Have some toast. (laughs) Yeah. The girls were like, what happened to all that chicken? And I was like, that's for tomorrow now. (laughs) (laughs) So it did go, mine went for the full 24 hours. And... It, it was good. I mean, once I pulled it out, I did actually, I forgot the padded dry step. And the first one I put in there, it like snap crackled and mm. spat it. So I pulled it out quick and made sure to pat every other one dry. Uh, I mean, super easy. Yeah. You just put it in there, let it reduce, brown it, let it reduce. And we thought it was great. Leftovers were really good. I went out to the garden because I've got my herb gardens kind of at the mm-hmm. End of the road here. And so I just grabbed a whole bunch of like parsley and mint and basil and stuff and chopped it up for whoever wanted it on top. That was really good. And it was just simple, easy. She has lots of substitutions, which I think is also nice in here. Yes. She said you've created ginger. You can use coconut milk if you want. You can use chopped up pork if you want. You know, it, I, I like how she's just gives you a lot of ideas on how to use what you have. I agree. So I made half the recipe. Eight chicken thighs is a lot for us. Mm-hmm. You just start to kind of be like, ugh, more adobo. Um, and then I kind of regretted it. So <laughs> I was like, this is so tasty. I don't know. Sometimes you win some, you lose some. But it was great halved. Um, I marinated it for about, I don't know, I think it ended up being like six hours. And it was fine. It was great. It really worked. Um, I think with pork, this would be so good. And I feel like sometimes fall, winter, pork shoulder goes on sale. Mm -hmm. And so this would be a great thing to like simmer in the pork, you know, simmer a pork shoulder for a bit. You know, you'd have to probably take it longer, but I don't, I mean, be delicious on the pot, like in in the afternoon, you know, just let this go. Um, Yeah, I loved that. I loved, I thought it was really good. I love chicken adobo. So it was nice to find a good, simple recipe for it. Um, And I like your herb idea. Yeah. So this is a five out of five for me. How about you, Betsy? Yeah, me too. I thought that the tangy vinegary taste really came through for us and kind of simple, budget friendly, kind of flexible. like And it. like pantry friendly too, right? That vinegar. I didn't have to go and find anything. Just all no. the stuff in my house. No, I didn't either. That was helpful. Okay. Our last recipe today is creamy zucchini fettuccine. How is mm. this made, Kate? So some folks are still getting plenty of zucchini from their garden, or it's like the last bits of zucchini, and you're like, I don't even know 
anymore. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So here is a really nice pasta recipe to get some of that veggies used up. And it's vegetarian, which Leanne calls a lighter, brighty, brighter fettuccine Alfredo. And then after I read that, I was like, well, I don't know how else to describe this. (laughs) Like, (laughs) So I'm quoting her. Um, To make it, you boil up a half pound of fettuccine noodles. And meanwhile, you're melting a tablespoon of butter in a pan over medium heat, adding in your garlic and some chili flakes. Let it sizzle for about, you know, until it smells delicious. And then you add in some chopped zucchini. Stir the vegetables to coat them in this delicious garlic um, chili flakes. And then when it, you know, you cook it for about five to seven minutes, just until the water's cooked off and the veggies are tender. That's about it. Add some lemon zest. And then you drain the cooked fettuccine and add it to the zucchini pan, along with butter, cream, and some Parmesan Romano cheese. Toss it around to get everything mixed up. Add some salt and pepper. There you go. You have your pasta. How did you like it, Betsy? I only made, I could have doubled it. I think if I made it for a full, Mm -hmm. like a full meal for all of us, I would have needed a pound of spaghetti and like twice as much zucchini to make it kind of filling for the whole crowd. But I just made the one recipe as written. And so I thought, and I I added the pepper flakes in because I thought, yeah, or the chili flakes. I just wanted to just to do it. And I thought the flavors were great. I loved how it felt fresh. I liked that cream sauce was easy. Nice trick. So again, I put some, a handful of herbs in the garden on the top of this. Delicious. Like awesome. And yeah, I mean, it just worked. I felt like everything in this cookbook was just, it worked. It was good. You could have it. You could double it. You could. Mm -hmm kind of use summer squash if you want. You can use zucchini if you want. You could, I mean, I don't know. This is just an easy cookbook to cook from. No, I think that's a really good point. Her directions are so clear, so well-written, you know, exactly what she's talking about, which is a skill. It's a real skill. And I (laughs) I, like applaud her for that. Um, Also, I'm kind of mad I hadn't thought about this before. I was like, oh, such a good recipe. There's a little cream in there. Yeah. Yeah. like, oh, this is so easy and simple. Yeah. yeah. So I made this actually for myself. Um, and the lemon was really delicious. It really brightened things up. And to be honest, I made this with half the pasta, but all the sauce. Oh, nice. Okay. So I was like, I just want a lot of veggies tonight. And it was very, <laughs> there was like a little too much sauce. You know, I probably should have just like, I don't know, and kept the veggie amount and have the sauce too, if that makes sense. But then I was like, this is, you're changing it too much. So I just kind of like have the pasta. And this was just like very veggie head heavy, which was delicious. Um, you know, I wouldn't recommend it for everybody, but if that's your bag, you might want to do it. I thought this would be so good with like salmon on the side, mm-hmm. like a pasta yeah. side, um, a roasted chicken breast if you're feeling extra hungry, but I didn't need it. This is delicious. And I think, you know, the fettuccine is just a suggestion. If you have spaghetti in the house, you can make this. This would be fine with penne pasta, to be honest, like an egg noodle. Um, it's a really flexible dish. So I thought that was so, and, and just delicious and light. Um, so five out of five for me. How about you? Yeah, me too, Kate. I I just really like this. It felt like a great summer pasta that was like very easy and delicious. Mm-hmm. Oh, sick. Okay. So to wrap it up, uh, we got to talk about our winners. For me... Uh, I just can't decide. For me, it was a tie between the pasta and the peas on toast because I just really liked it. <laughs> it 
was so nice and comforting. Yeah, I'm going to go with the pasta. I thought that was, I think I'm going to make that a couple more times mm. while we still have, I have my little thing of cream now and oh, yeah. we have lots of like end of the summer veggies. So I was happy to discover that. Mm. Well, if any of these recipes sound good to you, make sure to check out our show notes and grocery list at dinnersisters.com. There you'll find links to her cookbook, Good and Cheap, uh, and any tips or techniques we discussed. If you'd like to chat more with us, you can always ask to join our Dinner Sisters Facebook group. We are at Dinner Sisters Podcast. Look us up and we'll have you join the fun. Okay, Kate, before we head into our smorgasbord this week, we want to remind you of our new Patreon. In case you're not familiar with Patreon, it's a great way to support your favorite creators with a monthly amount. So you sign up on the Patreon website and then you can support our podcast directly. And we're excited to roll it out for a lot of reasons. First, it's a way to keep our podcast going and for us to expand on all of our fun ideas. And second, I think we've got some really great ways to thank you for your support. And at the middle tier, we're offering a live cook-along with Kate and I. And we did our first one last week. Shout out to Lisa and Caroline. So fun. And Tara. Yeah, we had such a fun time. And we all cooked a pasta dish out of Cookie and Kate. And we had some cocktails. And we laughed. And we talked about the podcast and what we were cooking lately and what cookbooks we liked. And, you know, the weather by us. How's the weather? Mm -hmm. I mean, it was fantastic. So uh, check out our Patreon at patreon.com backslash dinner sisters to find out more. And also thank you to Laura and Leslie who are also supporting us on Patreon. So we're excited to see some new faces over there and get to know some new people. And it's just been a lot of fun. Okay. Into the smorgasbord, Kate, what do we have this week? So I want to talk a little bit about some articles that I found that had some interesting advice about saving money with meal planning. Because I feel like some of them, uh, when I did some initial searching, I was like, well, yes, it's, you know, waste less food, which is obvious. But then I was like, what are some actual concrete steps with meal planning that might help you save some money as well? So I found an article by Meal Plan Addict. I will put the link in our show notes. And I thought she had some interesting ideas. A reminder to go vegetarian at least once a week. Not only not bad for the planet, but also saves you some money. Vegetables are a little cheaper, especially buying seasonal. Um, Use frozen fruits and veggies. Speaking of going vegetarian, that usually can save you some money. And I also thought it was interesting that she talked about reusing ingredients. And by that, she means cook some chicken. But instead of making fish the next day, maybe you shred the rest of the chicken up to make some chicken salad. So this idea of... um, ingredients being used multiple times. So you can use things that are on sale in different ways. If you're interested in that idea, there's an awesome book called Everlasting Meal. And it's all about how to creatively use leftovers in a really like, I'm just gonna like kind of almost foodie way, as opposed to just like being super frugal within which in my mind sometimes makes me feel like, okay, well, I'm doing the right thing. But it doesn't feel fun. In Tamara Adler's book, she really expands on this idea that it can be a joy and um, a really fun thing to do to kind of keep your food interesting, but also be kind to your budget and kind to the planet. The last thing I'll say is I found an interesting article from Spruce Eats about the cheapest produce by month, which is also a great thing because if you're eating seasonally, you're eating locally. And so I think, you know, just combining all those things, great way to save a little bit of money, but also eat really well. Betsy, you had some things you want to talk about too, right? 
Yes, I do. So in Leanne's book, Good and Cheap, she has a lot of advice kind of sprinkled in between the recipes. And one thing that I thought was really interesting is that she advocates for buying the best eggs you can get. And Mm. she says that eggs are such a great, um, easy protein and an easy way to make a dinner. And if you can get really high quality eggs, it's just one of the best things you can do to keep in budget and still have healthy, good tasting and good for your body food, which is great. She also says to shop often if you can so that things don't spoil and you can buy smaller amounts if you're cooking for a, you know, one or two people and making bread. So she has quite a few recipes, Kate, for... She does. Yeah, just different things like making your own tortillas, making bread, making naan and just different different ways to go about that. And that helps, she says, stretch your dollar and get some really uh, good homemade mm-hmm. nutrition into your into your diet. So it's not always practical, but I think the keeping that in the back of your head is kind of a good, just a good thing to be thinking about. So we want to end here with our sister, Mary. We had her on for an episode on uh, food insecurity or food security. And she gave us some really good advice, which is access services when you need them. So if you find yourself choosing between food and other things, like paying a bill or buying your kids school supplies or you know something like that, that's a sign that you could use a food pantry or apply for SNAP. And I really liked the way she framed this, which was we move in and out of periods of food insecurity in our life. And it's not a final and forever thing. Like if you just are having a struggle this month or having, you know, like feels like a season you might be in this fall, go ahead and get help. There's so much food help available to us. And I thought another one of her really great takeaways from that episode was that the more people access these resources, the more resources that food banks and food pantries can make available to the public because they know the need is there. Right. So you can Google food pantries in your area. You can pass information along to your friends and neighbors. And we'll link to the episode where Mary talked a lot about uh, food security and how that works at the community level. And, you know, anyone at any time, even without you knowing it, could be experiencing food insecurity. So it's just a a good thing to be thinking about. And it's good to have the resources to, Mm -hmm. to help. For sure. I think that's the way, Betsy, I totally agree with me. Way Mary framed it about moving in and out of those seasons is so true, you know, and it's something that I've experienced in my life. And I, you know, know that like lots of people have experienced that in their lives. So I think it's just really important for, you know, getting help when you can. And also being a person that, maybe people could come to for advice about that, you know, if you can be a resource yourself. So, so if you're interested, we'll also link to episode 115, where we interviewed Mary and she had a lot of great advice and um, amazing things. I was, remember I couldn't make that interview. It was very sad. So I listened to yeah. it myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we did a great job team. Yeah. <laughs> team sisters, team sisters. All right. What well, Betsy, what do we have coming up next week? All right. So coming up next, we've got a full episode on tips, tricks, and advice from listeners and experts on meal planning. So we're capping this off Mm -hmm. with something a little bit different, but I think everyone will really like it. We got some, we've got some really great 
uh, information here all packed into one episode. Mm-hmm. And you and I, we're going to talk about a wrap up and maybe even get some recipes in there too. So listen up. All right. So that's what's for dinner this week. See you next time on The Dinner Sisters. We'll save a spot at the table for you. Would you like a little dinner in your inbox every week? Subscribe to our newsletter by going to our website at dinnersisters.com for show notes and other fun stuff. If you've got some dinner ideas, you can always send us an email at dinnersisterspodcast at gmail.com or you can join our Patreon and we are going to have some voting for episodes coming up soon. Lastly, as per usual, if you like what you're hearing, please review and subscribe or join our Patreon. That's how people get to know us and that's how you can support the podcast. Thanks and happy eating. Dinner Sisters podcast is a part of the Frolic Media Network. Find more Frolic Media podcasts at frolic.media backslash podcasts.